Hello, welcome to the NTT20 betting show, sponsored by Black Type. We're sponsored. I'm your host, Ali Maxwell, and he's your other host, George Ellick. George, we've been looking for a sponsor to work with on this betting show for the last few weeks to help us to take it to the next level. And in Black Type, we have found a perfect match. Yeah, this is really exciting. Um, as of now, the Thursday betting, not the top 20 show, is sponsored by blacktype.bet. Uh, so make sure you check them out. I've been using Black Type for a while now. I can tell you that if you do like a flatter, and I assume you do because you're listening to this podcast, make sure you get an account. Uh, they are very often best priced. Uh, they, they do stick their neck outs, Black Type, as well. Uh, often, if you look at the odds checker pages, you'll see Black Type in bold, which means they're best price. I'll highlight when that's the case as well. Um, but uh, they've just gone best odds guaranteed in horse racing as well. So, all the right reasons to get a blacktype.bet account. And uh, we'll be using their prices going forward for these tips. It's still very new. We've got the whole season to develop this partnership, and, and they're going to basically help us to, to be fully committed to providing you with the sort of regular content that we've started the season with so you know it's been it's been two and a half years of doing the podcast uh, and now we can really make sure that we are doing as much as we can to to provide you with the good stuff the monday podcast george will remain the same as it ever was uh, not betting focus uh, and at the moment not uh, sponsored this thursday podcast now sponsored by black type and going forward with them we hope that they can provide plenty of offers price boosts for the listeners of the podcast uh, we'll try and set up some sort of competitions tipping competitions we've seen over the last few weeks that you guys or some of you anyway are, are quite good at that some of you less so yeah and just you know, a final word is i guess a thank you to black type for showing some faith in us and, and wanting to get involved in the podcast we're really excited and hopefully this will also mean um some more kind of digital content from us as well it's obviously always been fairly podcast based so far but watch this space there might be you might get to see our mug uh, a bit more in the future right into business now george first and foremost is going to talk to you about how we got on last week yeah, good news for you, Ali. Um, I suppose I should be happy that our listeners hopefully backed a couple of winners. Healthy um, competition. But again, yeah, no, you did very well. You, you got West Brom and over two and a half goals correct. And the big one you got was Bradley Dack, first goal scorer at 15 to two. So that has shot you into more profit, 6.7 points profit on the week and into 8.63 points profit for the season. For people who are listening for the first time, it's two points staked for the nap and one point on all other tips another losing week for me this is getting quite embarrassing you build me as the shrewdy of the duo and i'm shedding points um i uh, i got the norwich drawn a bet wrong i got bradford wrong and i also got the nap the macclesfield and on the asian wrong and kamaru to score first wrong although he shanked a board into luke ailing for for the first goal um i got forest wigan btts right and also our game in focus got um BTTS and over two and a half right uh, thanks to a late Tom Eves header so that was minus 1.53 for the week and that leaves me minus 3.47 keep the faith don't scrub past my bits of the podcast to this week I've got some good ones definitely well you know the the the, the overall is very much in the green so that's a good start and I'm going to stay humble I'm going to stay grounded uh, n- nothing's going to change with my picks just going to keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully uh, hopefully we can keep <laughs> you sound like a player <laughs> hopefully we can keep rising it is what it is uh, in football parlance uh, we're going to move on to the game in focus now it was really fun doing this last week with Gilling and Walsall uh, George tipped a very good winner and the match itself didn't disappoint at Walsall brilliant Gillingham uh, not quite up to speed there the game in focus that you guys voted for on Twitter at NTT 20 pod this week is Blackburn versus Brentford in the championship George why is Blackburn versus Brentford such an interesting game uh, and the one that we're going to talk about today I think they're two clubs who have immediately 
probably exceeded exceeded expectations. Um, both during last night was was a, a little bit of a hiccup, certainly for for Blackburn, especially at home to Reading. Although although they did come back from two all, and it may may sound surprising to say that Brentford's two all draw at Villa Park something of a hiccup when you're leading going to the ninety fourth minute especially having not played particularly well, I think they'll be disappointed not to have come away with three points. So, But even so, both teams have definitely started the season very positively indeed. I think in um, in Bradley Dack and Neil Morpé, you've got two of the, the players of the season so far in, in the league as well, going head-to-head. Although Dak obviously missed the game mm-hmm. yesterday, so we'll see if he's going to be going to be playing. Although his replacement, Joe Rothwell, one man of the match as well. So it seems like they've got a ready-made replacement to come in if he is out. But on the face of it, it looks like it should be a great game for the neutral and also a massive game for both clubs to show just how well set they are to go forward and uh, and carry on their promotion push, I guess. Yeah, we talked on Monday about the fact that Blackburn, as an attacking team, have shown real fluidity going forward, not just Dak, but since Armstrong has started playing a bit more and, and Casey Palmer alongside Dak with Elliot Bennett providing the, the sort of stamina and the work rate, they, they really are a good team to watch going forward. Uh, fullbacks can bomb on as well, and, and, and clearly in Brentford, it's no secret now that they are, without Fulham in this division, probably the, the, the most stylish team in the league in terms of, uh, of short passing and, and, and the general football on show. We were at the Brentford game last night against Villa. A bit of a, I'm finding it a bit of a weird one to digest on. Uh, of course, conceding in the 95th minute felt very Brentford, indeed uh, especially to a headed goal from a cross pumped into the box uh, and yet uh, on the on the flip side to be 2-1 up even to get a point away at Villa Park one of the hardest away games of their season uh, seems like the type of thing they would have grabbed hold of before the game and also during the game there were there were huge spells where the Brentford that we know and enjoy watching uh, was was definitely not uh, on on show. Yeah, I think after an hour, I was pretty concerned. Um, uh, you know, Brentford have obviously been so good early this season, but I was worried that they'd come up against a team who maybe had a little bit extra class. But then the change that Dean Smith made, um, bringing off Lewis McLeod and Josh McEachern um, for for Makot uh, Joe and uh, Nico Yanaris changed the game entirely, and we saw that amazing um, attacking fluidity that we've come to expect from Brentford and they really for the last 20-25 minutes were, were by far the better team and should have really put the game to bed um, more pay should have had a hat-trick um, so yeah I mean, I'm still fairly positive about Brentford I think to come away from a game where they did underperform for such long swathes of it is a positive um, with Blackburn as well they conceded two goals to Reading which I don't think many teams will manage this season especially at home um, so yeah, I think the goals are probably on, on the cards here, um, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be a similar angle to the one I took last week with the game in focus of, 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 match, of, uh, of, of basically goals. But I think that Brentford do have enough to come out of this game um, with the victory, given the fact they managed to score two goals at Villa, given they nearly got the, the result at Villa, and also maybe a bit of a stutter from, um, from Blackburn against Reading. So I am tipping up Brentford to win the game and both teams to score at 130 with black type. Clearly, we are having similar thoughts here because I have tipped up a very similar bet, really, for, for this game. Brentford and over 2.5 at 13-5 to 5 is my tip for this game in focus. I do think that Brentford have enough to win this game, uh, even though 
yesterday, as I discussed, they did give the ball away a lot more than we're used to. They only completed 53% of their forward passes, which was uh, something I saw on Stats Zone when going through the, the, the sort of uh, all the dashboards this morning. I thought that was that's the type of thing that will not happen very often with this Brentford side, to not be connecting on so many of those uh, penetrative passes that they do so well. But it is a result of their, their style of play in which those sort of passes are prioritised. And, you know, there will be games where... Uh, and spells in games where it doesn't come off like last night but I thought they, they showed good spirit to sort of get back on the wagon so to speak and, and I would expect them to improve for the weekend so Brentford and over 2.5 I'll be absolutely livid if it's 3 or 4-0 to Brentford here and, <laughs> and you manage to get your bet up and I don't so come on Blackburn make sure you get on the score sheet but yeah and I think it's, it's, it's heartening to know we're on the same page here What's your nap for the weekend George? Well, uh, and we should say before we start uh, you, 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 you're, you're trying to wean yourself off some of the more uh, um, expert level handicaps. Yeah, it's fair to say that we, you know, we like our um, feedback from certain listeners, some less so than others, and uh, a fair few people have been a bit miffed by the by the Asian handicap. So I'm happy to step back, and we're going to stop using the Asians now, um, just because I think that it was a bit confusing to some people. So I'm going to steer clear of the Asian handicap. So I'll still use the normal handicaps, and, I, and I'll give a. A, um, a brief rundown of what that means to, for those of you who don't know when we get there but here it's a straight up win bet um, interestingly black type are best price on, on odds checker for all three of my tips here um, in the leagues which is which is good to see um, and keeping on the theme of the game we saw last night I, I have to take some of that four to six um, about Villa to beat Reading um, they were impressive I know it's not a massive price. I know it's not going to necessarily make you rich, but 60% return on investment is nothing to turn your nose up at. And uh, Villa last night were really impressive. Um, they kept the ball incredibly well. Um, they looked dangerous on the attack. Grealish has, has shown no signs of letting what happened in the summer affect him whatsoever. He dominated the game. And with McGinn just, in, just kind of inside him as well, he's got another creative focus who can just slightly take the shackles off him a bit and, and enable him to find pockets of space. I thought El Mohamedi looked very lively on the, right, on the right-hand side. Adoma got himself into positions, but frustrated. Um, they looked solid at the back. I, I think this Brentford team are going to pose all teams far, t- you know, way more problems than this Reading team ever will in terms of attacking prowess. Uh, and really, given the performance of Villa last night, and I know that Reading managed to get take a 2-0 lead at Ewood, but this is still a Reading team who are, who are playing pretty woefully and, and are very short of quality. So um, as a bit of a banker, I'm going for a 4-6 home win for Aston Villa. I, I agree what you said about El Mohamedi and, and, uh, and Adoma. They, are, they, as wingers... Uh, in an attacking sense would frustrate me hugely uh, if I was a Villa fan and hopefully for Villa fans the signings of El Ghazi and it looks like Balassi as well will give them so much more because the combination play with Grealish and the winger and the fullback is is, is brilliant because Grealish is so good Uh, but there's definitely a feeling that he's sometimes a little bit let down by the players that he you know slips through down the line and, and the final ball can be very poor so hopefully they'll get a bit more I do understand that what they do on the defensive side of things without the ball it is is what Bruce is after from his wide men as well. But uh, hopefully that'll help Villa in terms of going forward. And uh, my nap is another Midlands team, but dropping down to League One. We spoke about Walsall. It feels like we've only spoken about Walsall over the last week or so. Uh, and they're my nap to beat Rochdale at 12-5 to 5 on Saturday. And I, I like the bet so much that I'll also be going in at minus one, uh, 13-2. to two. I'll be going in at minus two just for a little poke at 22-1. to one. I think that... 
This is partly down to what we've discussed at Walsall's impressive start to the campaign, how quickly they've settled into a style of play that is so, so effective. If Dobson is ticking over well in the centre of the park and the, all the signs point to him really taking his game to the next level, um, then they do have uh, a, a way of getting it forward, getting it out wide. And when they do that, they look absolutely electric with the wide men perfect League One strike partnership up front with Cook and Ferrier. Uh, those guys look to be getting on brilliantly, look to be impressing, uh, winding up opposition fans against Wimbledon as well in the week. And uh, I'm just really continually impressed by Walsall. I'm not necessarily suggesting that, that, that I think they're going to be you know, challenging for automatic promotion because I think some of the teams at the very top of, of League One look hugely strong. Uh, but for this game, considering that Rochdale got absolutely blitzed at home to Barnsley um, on Tuesday, uh, considering that Keith Hill has already been, been having a go at the fans and, and their perceived lack of support for the players during games, uh, fans cracking back at Keith Hill saying that you know, he's got no right to talk to them like that. I just think that there are signs of cracks at Dale and uh, they've had a, a couple of half decent results but I do feel like there's a, a potential there for Walsall uh, if they can continue uh, and use the momentum created by the last few wins uh, and Rochdale unless they sort themselves out if they start to go behind early uh, then things could get quite ugly at, at Spotland so Walsall away at Rochdale my nap at 12 to 5 and as I said I'll definitely be be uh, having a go at some of the handicap bets for Walsall because I think there's potential for it to, to really go awry. I'm going to warn you now, you're not claiming, when they win 3-0, you're not claiming a 22 to one winner on the, on the, uh, on the PNL. No? Just, uh, no? Absolutely no chance. As well, that's, that's your two points at, uh, what price is it? Th- 12 to 5. 12, two points at 12 to 5, yeah. That's fine. I just, uh, you know, when you're in this sort of form as a tipster, you, uh, <laughs> you like to just, you like to give the, uh, the listeners a little bit of something extra. George, uh, where, are you at? where are you looking in League One? Yeah, yet again, I'm looking at a home, a home win. Um, and yet again, uh, Black Tie Pod, the standout price uh, on the Old Checker Grids at 17 to 20. And it is Luton at home to Shrewsbury. Luton, a team who obviously I really fancied uh, pre-season, had a really tough start in terms of fixtures at the beginning of the campaign. Um, obviously managed to get a point against Sunderland, which looks better and better as every week goes on, but did uh, lose both their games on the road. However... A 2-0 win at home to Southend um, got them really up and running for the season. Uh, their home form last season and their promotion campaign was really, really good indeed. And we've seen already with the Shrewsbury team, this Hurstless and Ciala-less, uh, Nolan-less Shrewsbury team. This is not the same uh, group of players or it's not the same. Uh, their, their expectations have to be just to stay up. They've got two points from their first four games. They've drawn their last game, two games, nil-nil. They're offering very little going forward, only scoring one goal. Um, I think Luton are, are a different class to, to Doncaster and uh, who obviously Shrewsbury drew 0-0 away at in midweek. Uh, they'll be coming off the back of a pretty difficult away trip though and I just think that uh, given that they're at home, the home advantage, I think again this Luton, um, they're as short as 4-6 to six elsewhere, I think Luton are a very, very strong bet uh, to win this game at 17-20. So you've given us your nap in the Championship and your best bet for League One. I've gone down to League One for my nap so I'll just pop back up to the Championship uh, my bet here is Swansea to beat Bristol City at 13-10 to 10. Uh, Black Type are the best price there with that 13-10 to 10. so clearly we're absolutely made for each other well, this I mean, partnership I, I feel like this could sound a bit noisy so I, I mean I, I promise that we, we aren't just looking for the best prices out there these are our main fancies and, it, and it, you know it says a lot about the uh, 
the firm that they are happy to, to stick their neck out and be best price for them. Yeah, exactly. I think with Swansea, we've seen a, a bit of everything so far. If you watch them on Friday night against Birmingham, uh, where they could easily have lost three or four nil and instead grabbed a point and left very swiftly with it, uh, and then watch them again against Leeds on Tuesday night, then you would have been a bit bamboozled by the whole affair, really, because they, they, it's real Jekyll and Hyde stuff. But I think one of the things they struggled with against Birmingham, uh, who play fairly directly, uh, is that direct style. It doesn't necessarily suit the players that, uh, that Swansea have, certainly in the midfield. Uh, but uh, they have a number of good ball players, and I think that this game against Bristol City will be on that side of things. Bristol City not hugely direct, uh, currently playing with, with Vyman up front, so uh, no real uh, ability to go long because he's not going to be winning too much. So this game will be played on the floor. I think that suits Swansea pretty well. We've seen that Potter looks to be getting already the best out of McBurney, uh, which is a huge bonus for them, out of uh, Chilina playing behind him. Uh, of course, that the defence uh, sometimes looks a little bit ropey, but I, I just think at 13-10, to 10, this Swansea team uh, and Potter, who I've been really impressed with over the last few weeks, I think that they'll be pretty comfortable against this opposition. I think that they're a, a good bet to win that at 13-10. to 10. Uh, So now we both drop down to League Two, uh, and for our best bets there, George, you are looking to go against Northampton. Yeah, I mean, this this was very close to being a nap. I think in, in any other week, it probably would have been, but uh, I just can't see past Villa. But uh, Colchester at home to Northampton um, at 23-20, to 20, again, stand out with black type. Seems like a massive, massive price. Um, I don't think it's just me getting carried away by one result either. You know, you've always got to think to yourself, especially in the FL betting, uh, don't get carried away on the back of one of, of one big result because often uh, that won't translate through into games. But, but, <laughs> but, but, and it's a big but. Colchester in their uh, in their two home games thus far have conceded no goals and scored eight. Obviously, six of those coming against Crew on Tuesday. They're unbeaten so far this season and have looked really, really good, really, really dangerous. Um, I think we said before the season that we like the look of their squad. Uh, Brennan Dickinson is con- continuing his form from last season and looking an absolute class above. On the flip side, you've got a Northampton team who have yet to win this season, who got beaten 1-0 away at Morecambe, relegation favourites last week as well. I'm, you know, I'm not. Obviously, these things don't, don't always work out perfectly, and, and we know in, in League Two football, especially, things are very unpredictable indeed. But the price of twenty three to twenty suggests that it's, it's less likely than likely that, that uh, Colchester emerge from this game victorious, which I just cannot see. So um, I'm, I'm fully on board uh, with this with this here with Colchester at twenty three to twenty with black type. I'm, only, I'm just gutted I can only stick one point on it because we only get one nap. Well, my one point bet for League Two is going on Berry seven to four away at Crawley. I think that Berry, who lost against Lincoln in midweek, did quite well against a very strong Imps team. Uh, they've played some of the top teams already, and, and you wouldn't say that they're at that level. But they also haven't looked miles away. I think that uh, some of the results haven't necessarily reflected uh, how, how even some of those games have been at, at times. They're not a huge goal threat from open play at this stage. Uh, still trying to click going forward, Barry. But in a system with three centre-backs uh, and with Nicky Adams' delivery from set pieces, we've seen them uh, already pose a pretty big threat in that regard. So uh, they'll have um, 
uh, they'll have a good chance here against a Crawley side that played uh, 100 minutes, scored an equaliser in the 100th minute against Swindon uh, on, uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, Crawley only had six players on the bench that day anyway. Uh, they had a man sent off in pain, so he'll be dealing with, with fatigue and suspension. Uh, and I'm not sure they're very good anyway, Crawley. Uh, they, they were 2-0 down at home to Swindon after just 35 minutes. Uh, they played against nine men for, for over half an hour uh, and only got the one goal with that fairly questionable late penalty. So uh, for me, I would consider that Berry uh, are the better team in this matchup. Uh, and therefore, with Crawley's fatigue, probably playing a bit of a role here. I think that the 7-4 to four is, a, is a good price. So, uh, again, if you just look at Berry starting 11, there are plenty of recognisable players in there. Um, now, Lowe appears to be getting more out of them than, uh, than Lee Clark did last year, uh, which is a low bar, and, uh, and that's why I'm going for Berry away at Crawley. And on to BTTS now. George, uh, back up to League One, a game that I've already touched on. <coughs> Uh, where you think goals are likely. Yeah, and I guess my thinking is similar to yours, where I think the Walsall are, are undervalued by the market. Um, I'm still not convinced this Walsall um, train is going to keep uh, keep running, but for the time being, they look very, very comfortable in their system. They look like they're going to concede chances, uh, uh, create chances at will. And again, despite the, the points they're picking up, they are conceding a lot of shots, and they go to Rochdale on Saturday. Rochdale have, have failed to score just twice in their last 10 games, um, at Spotland, which suggests you know we know that their home form is generally very decent. One of those games was last time out away at Barnsley. Barnsley yet to concede against anyone this season, so the fact they drew a blank there is no shame. So it's four to five a black type BTTS here. I just think that both teams seem to be fairly good going forward. Walsall, as I say, despite the points they're picking up, are conceding chances at will. Um, Tom Eves did me a good favour going for these two, but both teams to score last weekend, and I'm and I'm, I'm fairly confident. I know you're going to be backing the, the handicap here, Ali, but I think that. Walsall, as you say, are, are undervalued in the market. They should get on the score sheet. And Rochdale look like a cracking stats-based bet to, to do the same. Lincoln, Notts County for my both teams to score. Yes, bet. It's also 4-5 to five with black type. Lincoln have only kept a clean sheet against Northampton uh, so far this season and not in their other three league games. So they're not yet looking absolutely dominant at the back. I think that with uh, the signing of Shackle, that could yet come later on in the season. But... Uh, still not looking impenetrable that's for sure and in Notts County who are somehow bottom of the table after four games uh, a team desperately struggling to keep clean sheets so I'm pretty confident that uh, that Lincoln will get on the score sheet and to be fair to Notts County they are still creating chances uh, thanks to that basically an individual quality they've got going forward so I think it's uh, I think it's a good price four to five two uh, teams with I was going to say two good teams but we got one team at the bottom and one at the top but two teams with with very good players going forward and uh, that's where I like to to start with both teams to score yeah and just normally obviously you're now expecting the first goal scorer tips but because of the midweek games um, I think there's just been a bit of a bit of time turning around the market. So this week, instead of being first goal scorers, because they're not all priced up, we're just going to do another. So we're going to have one bet that's a bit of a bigger price from another market. And yeah, don't worry, I am avoiding the Asian handicaps, but I am hitting the handicaps, which is just the usual minus one, minus two, plus two, whatever, just a head start for each team. And I'm heading to Loftus Road where, you know, you could have backed uh, West Brom minus five last weekend and, and back to winner. I'm not quite, quite going to go that far, but I am going to have a bit of the minus one um, about Wigan 
Um, Wigan obviously beating Stoke 3-0 yesterday, scoring goals for fun. A lot of kind words being said about manager Paul Cook as well. I do think with Nick Powell and Will Grigg, they have an attacking duo, not to mention the talents out wide to trouble anyone. And this QPR team, uh, team an absolute crisis, probably the biggest crisis club in the EFL right now uh, with a manager at the moment. But you saw Bristol City going there on Tuesday and sticking three past them as well to no reply. I'd you know, it's getting to the stage where I'd be surprised if Wigan don't cover the handicap. Obviously, it's a huge game for QPR. It's a huge, huge game for Steve McLaren as well. But at 16-5, to 5, so bigger than 3-1, to 1, I think Wigan minus 1 is definitely value. You say we're looking at bigger prices for these bets. Well, some prices bigger than others. Uh, mine certainly is. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a rogue one, this, potentially. But if you're talking about crisis clubs, then just in terms of the midweek fixtures, Scunthorpe are up there. I'm uh, terrified you're going to say Oxford then. <laughs> no, no. I, I really did very strongly look at Burton this weekend, but I haven't seen enough from Burton uh, to suggest that they're particularly good either. Otherwise, I would be very happy to get against Oxford um, because there's no sentiment in betting, George, and I certainly don't care about your feelings uh, when it comes to my uh, profit and loss. Anyway, it's nothing to do with Oxford-Burton. It's Barnsley away at Scunthorpe. Now, Scunthorpe lost 5-0 at home to Fleetwood in midweek. Fleetwood looked very, very good in fairness, but... Uh, some of the goals were, were pretty embarrassing from a defensive standpoint. Uh, or, as you can imagine, uh, the home fans not thrilled. Uh, they're, they're straight in again, back to Glanford Park uh, for a game against Sat- uh, on Saturday against probably the team that you'd say has been the best in the league so far, Barnsley. Haven't conceded a goal. Uh, they've been scoring plenty. And I'm looking at Barnsley, minus one in the first half handicap market. So at 7-1, to one, I think that Barnsley will be two goals ahead by half-time. I think that's a really good price. Uh, we know that, that uh, just psychologically um, going into these games, it's a bit like what I mentioned with Rochdale and, and Walsall, especially with a disgruntled home group of home fans. Uh, if Barnsley get an early goal, they will be rampant. Uh, Scunthorpe will be terrified. And I think that you know, even with the loss of Tom Bradshaw, uh, to Millwall Kiefer Moore bagged a hat-trick in midweek and he'll be, he'll be looking to do the same again so uh, my slightly longer price bet this week is Barnsley minus one on the first half handicap market at seven to one with black type so I'm just going to sum up our bets now so get your pen and paper ready now guys um, in the championship I've picked Swansea to beat Bristol City at 13 to 10 uh, George's nap Aston Villa at four to six in league one my nap Walsall uh, to beat Rochdale at 12 to 5 and George has picked Luton at 17 to 20. In League 2, I'm going with Berry at 7 to 4 and George is going with Colchester at 23 to 20. Now, if you were to put those six teams in a six-fold multi at black type, perhaps unsurprisingly given they were the best price for so many of them, are also best priced for that sixfold, 141.85 to one uh, currently. That'll probably be hammered in as you guys get going once this podcast drops. So make sure that you're quick on that one. Uh, and then the other bets, both teams to score. George went with yes in Rochdale versus Walsall. I went with yes in Lincoln versus Notts County. Our other bets, I went with Barnsley minus one on the first half handicap at seven to one. George Wigan minus one at 16 to five. And in the match in focus... Well, I went with Brentford and over 2.5. And George, you went with Brentford and both teams to score at 100 to 30. Any other business before we wrap this one up? 
Yeah, just a reminder again, just to go to www.blacktype.bet or download their app, create an account and have a look around. Uh, always keen for any feedback as well on their prices. As I say, I've been using them for a while now and I can only recommend the service they give. So have a look and as Ali said, the sixfold best price with them. So get on. Thank you very much for listening, guys. I hope that you will be as excited as we are about our new partnership with Blacktype. Uh, really good news for us and good news for yourselves as well. Uh, let us know what you think about the bets. And as ever, we'd love to hear your naps, your best bets for the weekend. Do get in touch with us at NTT20Pod on Twitter. And uh, until next time. <laughs> <laughs>